Among the newer platforms, the Sega CD development system costs $40,000. 3DO <laughs> costs 15000 Rumor of the price tag for Nintendo Project Reality and Sega Saturn are in the $100,000 range. By contrast, Atari development kits are 7500 for the Lynx and 55 for the Jaguar. Awesome. People making Lynx games in 94? I mean, it was slightly more successful than the Jaguar, so it might have... I don't know if it outlived it. I'm going to look up how many Lynx games there were. But the Lynx was slightly more successful than the Jaguar. Is that true? I believe that's true. I mean, that's, it's, I'm not saying that surprises me in any way. It's just like, what a what a heck of a statistic to wheel out, you know? Yeah. It's just, a, if that statistic were a person, it would be um, uh, Hannibal Lecter when he's uh, in his straight jacket with his mask on and he's wheeled out on that, like, uh, box pallet loading uh, wheeler thing, whatever, whatever those are called. That's what that statistic would be being rolled out of the airplane. Yeah, actually, I guess it doesn't. It doesn't really count either way because the last Lynx game that was official was 1999, which of course is very incredibly late for a Lynx game. But it was released by Telegames, and that basically doesn't count because yeah. all of that is after Telegames bought all the Atari stuff and just released whatever was available. But I don't think there was a Jaguar game in 1999 that was officially released. So let me just check that. Okay, so Atari put out a few games into January 1996 before going to before it went to Telegames, and okay. then and Atari put out like two Lynx games in 95. So it's it's about the same. I guess it neither really outlasted the other in the Atari sense, and in the Telegames sense, the Lynx lasted longer. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that god darn guy. Can you imagine this being a... Can you imagine that being your response to something in real life? Kind of. Can you? I mean, now that I've heard it so many times, I can. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If if you. you were to, you did you know it, it's the most common sound that plays when Mario gets hit in Super Mario sixty four. The <laughs> uh, the sound effect title, the name of the sound is Mario takes damage. That's the name of the sound effect. That's very good. I mean, it's a very very visceral sound, isn't it? It's true. It just it does not sound. Uh, it's not casual at all. It, it, it could be somebody throwing up. up. It could be someone getting punched in the stomach. It could be someone throwing something really far. I mean, it yeah, it sounds like he is getting like Evander Holyfield uppercutted in the <laughs> stomach. Is what it sounds yeah. like. The like ghost it sounds is leaving like, his body. You know, like mm -hmm. uh, it's it's a very brutal sound. Let's do that again. Here it comes. <laughs> Or maybe being uh, uh, kicked in the stomach by Chuck Norris. That's what that would be. Chuck Norris is a good uh, reference point for that sound effect. Is he dead? He's not dead, is he? No, he's not. You all were talking about um, Guardians of the Galaxy being a smooth experience. And I was playing it and having a few blockers that I felt like were may maybe they were m partially just me. But it it's not as smooth as I'd hoped. I was really excited about it, I guess. I shouldn't have done that. I'm playing it, but I'm not... Uh, not all the way in there. Cause there, there, there are four things that bugged me. Well, five. One of them was how. Um, oh God, I lost my brain. <laughs> how the main character is uh, based on a character played by Chris Pratt, but he's not Chris Pratt. And then even though you don't like Chris Pratt, and kind of you kind of keep thinking about him while you play the game, no, is that actually, one? Of, actually, I didn't. Is that I didn't one really of the five think things? It. It's, it's keep not. thinking um, about that guy, whether you want to or not. 
It's like, oh, this guy's supposed to supposed to look like a guy who doesn't look like this guy. How much of a challenge <laughs> is that for the character designers, right? Yeah, they found Ooh. a generic man face and had to do a different generic man face. Um, so the the issues are uh, one that it it bugs me when there are games that have two answers to questions all the time, but one of them is like definitely right even though like the game presents it as you know and it could be different stuff but one of them gives you more gameplay and the other doesn't or one of them makes one character mad and the other one doesn't do anything i don't like that kind of stuff because i basically have to look it up every time there's a choice because i don't want to go through it a a second time so there's that one then there's the uh the quick time events which are difficult to parse the first time through they're not they're not very good quick time events that's not a big deal but I don't usually die in quick time events, and um, I died a bunch in these ones because I didn't know what they wanted from me the first couple times. They should just let you turn those all off in all video games, shouldn't they? I agree. I don't. That's I don't mind point. watching they a cutscene. Actually, I feel like there were a lot of accessibility options to that one. You probably can turn quick time events off. Yeah, I'll take a look. I might be able to do that. The next one was just a personal thing where I don't really like controlling the team. Um, I just didn't really enjoy that aspect. And then the last one. I don't know. This is probably just like being bad at video games, but I don't think that you should map a thing that changes how the screen looks and stops you from shooting to R three to the to the like clicking in the right stick. Oh yeah, I've been I've been anti having to click the stick period in video games for a very long time. Yeah. Um, I don't like I don't like stick clicks at all. Um, I see a lot of people recently uh, picking particularly on stick clicks that cause um in in gran turismo 7 the stick clicks cause you to turn the headlights on <laughs> and and uh, toggle high beams and low beams and if you're playing with a controller and not with a wheel because i don't have a you know i don't yeah. have room in my house for a steering wheel don't yell at me people uh, i complained about this on a stream and got yelled at by some commenters who were like oh you just get a wheel dude it's like no nah, i don't got room for it i don't like doing the night races at all because i got messed up eyeballs right i got these uh, sure. i got cataracts right i mean i, I don't know uh, i'm st- waiting my 7 years before uh, the health insurance will will pay for the surgery as uh, you can they pay for it if you're over 50 and uh, i think that's how it works so don't quote me on that it's it's what my ophthalmologist uh, briefly quoted to me um Driving at night is just kind of scary in general. Uh, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Nigel Mansell. Uh, it's just picked an F1 driver out of a hat there. Um, I, I, ha- I always saw people's complaints about accidentally clicking the analog stick. And I always, you know, I, I empathized, right? And I don't like clicking the stick at all, period. Especially because it's that's my movement thing, right? Yeah. I, I don't even like that it clicks, to be perfectly honest. I, I wish mm-hmm. it didn't. Um, there are some actions I'm okay with having on there sometimes, like click the right stick to lock on, right? That seems kind of cool. If the click was a little heavier, maybe I'd like it more. But when uh, I realized that clicking the left stick was why my headlights were just flashing constantly during the hairpin turns, uh, which are, which are the worst ones if you're going at like 120 miles per hour, you really want the visibility there. Yeah. And, you know, I, I I mean, people will say you get a wheel or they'll say yeah, maybe you should learn how to do it by feel, bro. You know, it's like, I don't know. I'm not I'm not some god at driving. I just would risk. So this is where I just recommend everybody get a controller with paddles on it. Um, write to your local video game senator, um, uh, your, your local representative, your local video game representative, and uh, tell them that you want the first party video game 
hardware makers to uh, put paddles on the back of their controllers, yeah, remappable paddles. Uh, it would be nice. I, I recently got the Scuff, the Scuff PlayStation Five controller, the Scuff Reflex Pro. I got my paddles on my PS Five games, and it sure does feel so much nicer than the PlayStation Five controller. It feels like a PlayStation Five controller, but so much more solid. Doesn't feel three D printed, and the stick clicks. This is this is the uh, the the punchline here. Stick clicks are about I would say about twenty grams heavier, so less uh, prone to accidentally clicking, which is fun. Yeah, it's good. The last thing that um I had trouble with in the game is I'm finding myself getting a bit exhausted and worn worn down by the uh, interpersonal relationship of the crew because. Mm-hmm. My main character is just going, come on, Rocket, listen. No, he's saying, come on. It's, you got to get the guy, come on. Come on. L- like 25% of all lines are are just some version of that. <laughs> it's like I'm actually very I upset that they changed, they changed Groot's catchphrase from I am Groot to hello, Jerry. That's How you joke. doing? It's a me, Groot. <laughs> hello, Jerry. He keeps calling uh, everybody Jerry. Yeah, it's pretty weird that they changed that. And, and yeah. the, also, this this game is like I briefly forgot that this was a Marvel property because I only watched the oh, yeah. uh, the intro once. Man, they're always like, oh, during the Blorfian War when the Smash Muds came out, and I was like, man, I don't know anything about any of this. I don't think you're supposed to know any of that. Guardians of the Galaxy is uh, is is very much a. Uh, uh, what do you call it? It's like an ocean of stuff you're not supposed to know anything about. They have this, like... You're supposed to know about Thanos, and the, you're supposed to know about the people that imprisoned All you Chris gotta Pratt. know about Thanos is he's a chump, he's a punk, and he's dead. That's all you gotta know. He got punked. Uh, sorry, I, I, we were talking about Mario sound effects, and that entire oh, yeah. time I've been looking for oh! something that I now have for you. What is it? Let's, Let's hear it. Let's find out about um, it. I want you to hear his his on fire scream in the Space World '95 demo. Oh yes! I wish I had it on my soundboard, dude. I don't hear anything. I don't hear nothing. <laughs> I hear it. It's, so good. it's him going. <laughs> it's, it's oh well. <laughs> I wish I could, I wish it's I was so able to have heard painful. it. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just visited a video game website, and the ad is like legit half of the screen. Good. <laughs> All right, I'll I'll I'll, I'll, dra- I'll drag drop this image of of what this website looks like. Here you go look at this. This is <laughs> this is. Uh, <laughs> what do you think of that? Huh? That's the first <laughs> thing I saw. <laughs> that's that's what it looks like. I can't I can't get to any text of anything. I was like, that's Kotaku.com right there. I'm gonna try to read about the video game news. It's it sounds like there's big video game news has just happened. Well, where should I go for that? And then it's like, oh, it's you know that's not the right way to get it anymore. Force a habit. That habit's gonna go. The more you try to look at a website and it looks like you've already got a computer virus. The less you're gonna go to a website, I would say. Yeah, I mean, we already we already live absolutely in heck, uh, as far as information goes, the flow of it and such. Because here's here's another little little pearl of wisdom, as it were. This is I just typed Activision into Twitter oh, yeah. and look at the very top. 
Yeah. The very top result for for the the searching for Activision is IGN. Breaking news: twenty three hours ago, Remedy and Rockstar Games have announced that they're remaking Max Payne One and Two for PC, PS Five, and Xbox Series X. How is that yeah. the number one result for Man. the word Activision? It is really tiring. Yeah, I, I was uh, reading last night about um, how Facebook has lost something like forty five percent. Of the like teens that it used to have, it now had like only 17% of teens say that they use Facebook. And one of the big things that they say is that obviously they say Facebook's for old people. And then they say it's full of misinformation and fake stuff and a whole bunch of nonsense that's tiring. And Facebook is like, we're looking at ways to get teens. And all the ways that they're looking at are basically, we have to do the same thing as TikTok, or we have to do this other thing. But none of them are, we need to get rid of the disinformation and make it so that only old people's whining posts get to the top of the feed. Like that's not, because they need that, because that's what keeps the old people there. Man, it's such a heck of a situation it's been proven or it's been shown or it's been demonstrated somehow that facebook's out there just trying to to smear tiktok right being like they're taking your data it's it's china's coming for you teenagers and it's like you're clearly just trying to steal it though because instagram has those reels on it that they won't Mm -hmm. let you not look at sometimes i think i've mentioned before on this show how i unfollowed dwayne the rock johnson on instagram for a particular reason and uh i'll be darned if i don't still just see him uh, suggested for you there he is uh, oh, yeah. uh and then there's reels uh the reels are just everywhere and sometimes you you look at a reel and you didn't really want to and then the the the, the your user interface for getting out of it is really bad tiktok works because it's all in on that idea yeah you know have you noticed how some of that has infected uh things like netflix and especially amazon prime where like on amazon prime uh movies my entire uh, things we think you would like column is either something I have already watched on Amazon Prime or something I currently have in my queue. And it's like, yeah, you think I might like it because I added it or I watched it. Congratulations. It's just so like, bonkers. It's 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 really it's weird. It's strange. Like what what is what is even the point of showing it to me? Okay, so Activision gave uh they they made all eleven hundred testers full time, but they're yeah. and uh with the minimum minimum wage of twenty dollars per hour. Um, however, they are not doing the same for their Raven QA testers because they're unionizing oh, due to our legal obligations under the National Labor Relations Act. I shoot. See. Wow. So all these so these headlines that I saw were a bit misleading. Uh because that's I mean that's burying the lead as far as I'm concerned. Uh twenty dollars an hour is not that much. I've thought this through and I think for a QA job, I literally sat down and thought about this. I think for a QA job, minimum wage should be forty five dollars per hour is what I think for that job, for that particular yeah, I mean, job. That'd be good. I mean I I arrived at that number via a, a process that took uh I mean that's just that's just what I think. I don't know uh, what that, I mean, maybe they, I'm sure they have enough money to pay that, but, uh, you know, then I guess the, uh, the guys with the boats don't, uh, don't have as many, I don't know, pairs of shorts to wear on the, while on their boat or whatever it is. What's, what's the, what are they looking they for? They need more Bermuda shorts, God darn. They need, need more shorts to wear on my boat. I only have 12 pairs of shorts to wear on this boat. Jorts on my board.
welcome back to the Insert Credit Show, the only opportunity you will have this week to hear what a guy thinks about video games. I'm Tim <laughs> Rogers, filling in for Alex Jaffe this week because Who's dead? because he's he straight up died. Uh, Alex <laughs> Jaffe, I called him and I said, Alex Jaffe, why do you? He said, I need you to host the show. He called on the phone desperately. He said, I need you to host the show, and I said, why? And then he said, I don't have any time to ex. Is what he said. So there we go. That was my joke. That was pretty good, right? Yeah, I like it. I think he got shot by a sniper. That's a joke. He's just, he's got something going on. Uh, we should all hope that if we do die being shot by a sniper, we do have the opportunity to make this sound, right? Yes. Because uh, how much of a dope would you be if you just got hit and then you didn't have the, you didn't have time to, to do that, right? Um, I am joined on the show today by our panelists, which is includes me, Tim Rogers. Um, yep. And also, uh, we've got, who else do we got on here? Me. I'm here. Uh, this is Frank Cifaldi. Okay, and what sound effect would you make if you were shot by a sniper? Let's hear it. <laughs> one one syllable. Oh, I have to make the sound. I thought I, had, yeah, I thought, I thought you, you were going to play one uh, from from your, your sound bank, like good luck or something. Like, that. like my dying <laughs> moment luck. is just good luck. Like just, just, uh, <laughs> just, at the moment of death, I wish good luck to the entire world and hope hope that it's recorded. Let's just go with that. Taken aback by the sheer randomness with which he just got shot, Frank Cifaldi blames luck and wishes that everyone else have have it a little bit better. Good luck! All right, uh, what would you... <laughs> also, we've got Brandon Sheffield on the show. Hello. What, uh, what sound would you make if you got shot by a sniper? Unfortunately, the first so sound that came to mind is uh, the, the sound of a uh, right-wing libertarian man being curious about something, which is... <laughs> <laughs> It's actually, yeah, it's kind of like the opposite of that sound. So, uh, uh, Tim, Tim, the tool guy, if I get shot by uh, a sniper, I'd go, and then uh, when when people meme my death, they can go, after after my death. I think that's. that's and then you get that little it. that little gold coin sound coming up in there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there are. I should point out Fallout mods to do exactly that. Like when you die, it plays yeah. the uh, that, that that exact song. Oh, well, very good. Yeah. The, the kids are ahead That's of me. That's fantastic. See, what I would do is the, the stinger ending of the theme from Matlock. I think that would be my death song. Well, that rules. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, that's real good. That's real also, good. Also, later we might have Ash Parish, but um, let's find out if we do. We'll find out soon, and we'll find out like a cartoon. This is already shaping up to be the worst episode ever. So I, I've been asking Alex Jaffe for a while to let me host an episode because I have a, I have some sort of a concept, you know, some sort of a concept for an episode I would like to host. He told me I could do that episode today, and I told him, uh, I told him... No, I'm not going to do that episode today because that episode requires him to be a, a panelist on the show, so he can he can savor the panelist experience under oh, yeah. my my grand scheme that I have. So, in other words, uh, today I'm thinking it's time for a little uh, a little substitute teacher action. Uh, so this is insert credit study hall episode. So, are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Yeah. Ready? Question number one. <laughs> All right. Question well, number like one. That. Okay. Okay. Uh, did y'all see the news uh, this week? 
The video game news? That's it. That's the question. What's the... <laughs> Just imagine the, imagine your substitute teacher strutting in. I'm thinking of a particular substitute teacher. Yeah, so uh, what do you, you guys see the news this week? There you go. What do you got? What do we got? What's the video game news this week? Uh, six minutes on the clock. I'm imagining you with like a, a, a tie that has a tie that has trains on huh. it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I feel like substitute teachers, they have, their ties would have trains. I mean, even if it was a woman, they would have a tie with a train. That's kind of mm-hmm. is what it was like. Just a whole bunch of trains. I don't, I don't know what the like mainstream news is, but I, I know, the, I know some, some, I know the real hot news. What's the hot What's news? That? Which is that uh, uh, the Video Game History Foundation recently recovered uh, Beethoven second for the Sega Genesis. So. Oh yeah. oh yeah! Oh, so you've got it now. Wait, wait. You what was it? what was going on with it last week? Did you have it last I week? I don't and remember now... if we had it last week. I'm getting deja vu. Maybe I've talked. You, about you this, were but, you uh... were talking about it a little bit on our bonus episode. Oh, okay. Well, here it is. So it's now it's confirmed. You have it. You have the dog in hand. We have the dog in hand. It is. Oh, I believe I hadn't played it yet. I've now played it. It is a Beethoven Metroidvania. I'm not joking. So, and That's it is the good. second game worked on by WayForward. Oh, W forward. Oh, yeah. So you confirmed that part. Uh, would you would you describe it as a Beethovenia? Uh, <laughs> no, that's not a word I think I would ever uh, say out loud. Oh, but actual news. Uh, we were talking before the show, right, about the the, the Activision thing about uh, hiring them QA folk, right? Yeah, and that, yeah, that's yeah, in they, fact they... why Ash is not here yet. She's writing it up. Got to be that. So yeah, Activision made a hundred uh, eleven hundred. QA testers full time at twenty bucks an hour, mm-hmm. but is not doing the same for the Raven software testers because they're unionized. And so, simply uh, because they're unionized, that's 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 dark, dude. Sure, feels like the world. They they're like trying to put put a real positive spin on it in order to uh, put a negative spin on it. That is like a decision made by like a man who carries a pocket watch. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's yeah. like that's what it seems like. That's like pocket watch business decision making. Mm-hmm. Lord. Well, I don't believe that like Activision itself decided to make this like it, it has something to do with this upcoming Microsoft thing, right? Probably. All right. We have Ash here. Ash, clear this up for us. What's okay, going I'm on? here. What's going on with, with, with them Activision QA folk? Yeah, we were just talking about it. Okay, so a like Earlier today, Activision Blizzard was like, hey, we're going to convert all these, like over a thousand of their temporary and contract QA employees to full time. On top of that, they're also instituting like a minimum pay of $20 an hour for all of those employees. So in this like conversation that we've been having about QA and how we treat QA, Activision Blizzard decides, okay, we're going to convert all of these employees to full time and give them a significant raise. And so while everybody was busy patting them on the back for that, it kind of snuck in because Blizzard sent this, uh, you know, as a bit of inside baseball, because I'm a member of the media, Blizzard sent this like it's a massive PR blast to a bunch of different outlets. What they failed to mention was that the people at Raven Software, which is a Call of Duty support studio that were the, the QA people that work there, who have just voted to form like the company's first union and only like one of two unions at AAA Studios in the country, they're not going to be able to take advantage of that pay. So it's like big old carrot and a big old stick behind it. So what what happened is the the reasoning they're given is that 
because there's an ongoing process, the labor union hasn't been formally recognized, there's a voting process that has to happen, that they're unable to give them pay. Like they've already been converted to full time, but they're unable to give them like the pay uh, raise that, yeah, because of this is this is an ongoing thing. So they're, they're saying like, okay, well, we can't do this, sorry. And the email that they sent to everybody at Raven was like, yeah, through direct uh, communication between employees and their bosses, we were able to do all these things, but we can't do that for you because you're in a union. Sorry. And it's like, it's a massive, what the fuck, bitch ass, bitch assiest moves of the bitch ass thing that I have ever seen in my life. So that's why I was late. Sorry. <laughs> and do you, do you think it has anything to do with this uh, Microsoft mer- merger as well? Or uh, like, are they doing it in preparation for that? Or do you think it has nothing to do with it? I, I don't really think of it as having to do with that, I mean, the, the the way that they're putting it, I guess, or the way that they have put it is that they're with Call of Duty specifically, because this is their big cash cow. And they're, they're, they're changing from like this notion of like yearly releases or other yearly every other year to like always on, like converting Call of Duty yeah. into this like forever game that will always need a ton of support behind it, which is why I guess they're doing what they're doing. It also might be to like, you know, put a little shine on it uh or whatever but you know this is all part of like a massive pr laundering scheme because they've been getting their ass beat rightfully so bad because of all of the shit that's going on in the media about them and it's about to get worse like with overwatch 2 coming out like they're on full damage control mode and this was part of that well that's what's going on well there there you go the the news straight from the source of news that was the news that's the news uh that is hot off the press. Ash, how long between publishing that story and jumping in here was it? I gave my copy to my copy editors and I'm like, somebody has to push the go live button because I have to go. So like steaming, hot, smoke still rising. I'm going to go to Kotaku.com right now, see if it's even up there or if we got the scoop. It's not yet up there. This is before, this is pre-Kotaku. I don't work at Kotaku anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's true. Where are you? I actually don't know where you are. I'm sorry. <laughs> Where do, where do people from Kotaku go when they have that experience of opening up Kotaku.com on their mobile phone and seeing what we have uh, in that screen cap there? And they think, do I really want to work here anymore? Where do they go? They go Frank to Vox Media. Where? They go Vox, Vox Media. Great. I would, I, w- I would say, I would say, well, I don't know. Actually, there's several places they go now that I think about it. I would go to TheVerge.com if I were yeah. someone working at Kotaku. That's where That's I right. would go. Is that a place? That's the place. That's a uh, we have this. We have the screen cap. I went to Kotaku.com to try to uh, uh, see what the what the Activision news was, and and it was all ads. My big news of this week was when I saw that they're 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 remaking Max Payne one and two, and then I read the press release, and it was remaking Max Payne one and two in the Northlight engine as one game, which really oh, appeals to me a lot. That's curious. I just want to say that those those people over there at Remedy, uh, I'll admit. I'll freely admit I was a bit of a Remedy Games poser for a while. I never really played Max Payne 1 and 2 until after I'd played a little bit of Max Payne 3. And then I uh, I was like, oh, let's try these other ones. And I, I plunged through them. And then I played Alan Wake and whatever. Uh, Remedy's got that Alan Wake remaster. They've got this Max Payne 1 and 2 remake. They're calling it a remake, not a remaster. So a remake. They've got Control. Uh, I've still never played Quantum Break. i got to play Quantum Break. Uh, good on those people. Over there, and where are they at? Finland. Finland. That's a place, right? Okay, so uh, I guess it's uh, it's now time officially for question number two. 
Who? <laughs> I said two twice. And this this question regards the other big news of the week, which is uh, uh, a new Sonic the Hedgehog movie is coming out tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, oh, how's man. that? Uh, how's that feel for everybody? Uh, it's time to talk about our favorite um, experiences watching video game movies. Uh, or whatever, uh, whatever evergreen topic. It's quite evergreen to talk about video game movies, isn't it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Always top of mind. You know, I want to do some kind of a a ranking of them someday because of uh, all video game movies. Man, not all. That'd of them. be a that'd list. Be too many. That'd be a list episode and a half, wouldn't it? As many as we've watched, I think would be the, <sighs> which is still a lot. <laughs> I have this duty. It's, there's there's things in life, right? There are the things. Uh, there, there are things you're never going to do, right? You reach a certain age and you realize how many of these things you think would be cool to do, you're never going to do. So you accidentally begin shifting focus to the things you can do, right? And one of those things is watching all the video game movies. There's not that yeah. many of them. No, there's like 50. You could troop through all of them in a couple of weeks. And then it's like, you've done it. You've watched an entire genre. Of movies. Yeah. Now, I have watched like 60 uh, noir movies in the last like two years. Yeah, but you'll never finish that. Project. And that that's a lot of work, right? That's that's yeah. a genre. When you get into neo-noir and you ask, is neo-noir noir? And the answer is, well, yeah, I guess it is 90% of the time. Uh, video game movies, though, we can watch all of those. Yeah. I think we should watch them, dude. Okay, maybe we will. I've seen all of those all those Uva Bowl uh, Dungeon Siege movies, yeah. Uh, I I've seen those. The the one with the uh, God darn Dolph Lundgren in there, dude. Mm-hmm. Anybody see that one? In the name I of the King Two. Oh, in the name of the King Two. In the name of the King Two. Yeah, the second one. I'm talking about number two. <laughs> the 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 second one to come out. Uh, in the name of the King One, starring uh, man, have, have have any of you all watched those movies? I think I saw I in the name of the King One, and didn't that have like I've Jason Statham or someone in it? Jason Statham played Farmer in the first one. His name was Farmer, um, which is uh, like it, that's what the uh, the base class is in Dungeon Siege One. You start as a farmer, right? So they actually. Uh, whew, there's a couple shots in there, some helicopter shots where it's like you can see the studio threw a bunch of money into a Lord of the Rings. And they got Ray Liotta as like the evil wizard. First of all, uh, you know, uh oh, that's a that's a bit of a good luck sort of situation, right? I mean, again, I I have just way too much to say about the In the Name of the King movies. I mean, I love that you can in those Uva Bowl movies you can see the the extremely simplistic thinking process that he has like of course he would name I love there's it. a base class called farmer and he would name the character farmer yeah because so amazing he, he's just like taking a thing from the game and then doing it literally and I I believe I have mentioned this on the on the show before but like with the House of the Dead movie he kept referring in the commentary he kept referring to arcades as palladiums because yeah dude because he got taken to an arcade in Los Angeles before. Yeah making the movie and it was called like the palladium and then he thought that, that that's what arcades were called because it was the first time he'd ever interacted with anything like that and so then he that's, was just that's like, some god darn calling a sprite of coke uh for the 22nd century right there dude yeah that I, is, I, uh, I loved it i, I, loved I love it. that so much that's hilarious so this so we got this sonic 2 movie come out and we none of us have seen it right have any of us seen it i know there's no. pre-release uh, sending out dvd screeners probably going to show up in the mail uh, any minute now, I'll have a DVD, and then I, I'll be, feel bad about throwing it away. I always break them in half before I throw them away, you know, it's because uh, because you're not you're not supposed to give them away. You can get your your guild license revoked 
Yeah, Did but man, let me tell you, just a just a brief aside about that is that if you go to any Goodwill in Los Angeles, oh, it's full of them. <laughs> the movie shelves are full of screeners. It's all screeners in there. So the weird the weird thing about screeners for anybody who doesn't know is they they're on DVD. Uh, they're on DVD because uh, most of the voters haven't bought a Blu-ray player yet. Uh, the word yet being uh, I, I this is the the official explanation, which is very funny because Blu-ray players came out in in 2005. I think you lose the yet after like five years. Right. Yeah. It's just, they just don't, they just don't you, it goes from haven't bought a Blu-ray player yet to they don't own a Blu-ray player. These are people whose lives they have lived so long. They think of 17 years as a uh, a not yet situation. I haven't bought one yet. I haven't tried Coke Zero yet. Right, like uh, Christopher Walken has never looked at an email. <laughs> yeah, man, God, those would be the days uh, <laughs> yes. for me if those were my days instead of his days. Though, anyway, we, we all generally understand that this Sonic the Hedgehog two movie is probably pretty good, right? Yes. Right, the first one was pretty yeah, good. I think it'll probably be good. First one was good. This one's gonna have Idris Elba. Idris yep. Elba, yeah, he's Idris in there Elba doing his as none other than Knuckles. Yeah, think he's gonna punch some stuff. Oh yeah, he has to. I I I did not see the movie, but I have a colleague who did, uh, who works with me at the Verge, and and are they still alive or did they die during the movie? Because I would have died. Now he is not. I I don't think he's like a Sonic fan specifically. Like he's he's a, he How? plays video games, but he's not like a video game person like I okay. am. So he dabbled. How dare he get invited to a screening and I I'm sitting here like a jerk. <laughs> like right, I, okay, so yes, because I would have loved I'm to have joking, gone. I'm no, it's fine. But um, the the way that he put it to me is that it was a terrible movie. But he was in the theater with a bunch of like black moms and their kids, and he's black too, and so am I. And he was talking about how these kids got their life like they loved this movie and that Sega like during like parts of the movies like he showed me a still that I won't repeat because I don't know spoilers whatever oh yeah I don't want no spoilers no no spoilers but that Sega seems to be embracing the fact that Sonic is black and like has always like been black and like a cultural institution in black you know especially Knuckles yeah especially Mm -hmm. Knuckles that this movie is black as fuck and the and Sega is like embracing that which is very exciting to me because Sonic is like Sonic like Dragon Ball is like this huge cultural institution that we've kind of like adopted and made ours like Sonic is maybe not Sonic is black but Knuckles is definitely black but Sonic as an institution is extremely black so that's that's exciting for me a hundred percent I once said someone else once referred to Sonic as black Mario yeah. Uh, in my presence once. And I was like, oh, that's that's great. Mario for black people? I, I absolutely do it. Yeah, basically, yeah. I mean, Mario is uh, Mario is for everybody, but Mario is definitely a white guy. You just look at him. He looks like he has a podcast, and it's real bad. He says it's a me. He looks like he has a, a podcast about politics, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, would Mario's, what would Mario's podcast? What would, what would his, I don't know, God, I don't know. I don't know. Like he listens to a lot of NPR, but uh, he can't replicate it. He just can't. You know. I think Mario would be really upset about other people trying to have rights. Uh, <laughs> I think feel like <laughs> he would see a person who doesn't uh, look like him getting rights, and he would say, <laughs> "Like that's what yeah. he would say." I get extreme like neoliberal vibes from Mario. Like he's, yeah, I would yeah. vote, you know, for Obama for a third term if I could, kind of person. But also mm-hmm. like calls the cops for every like small infraction. Like he, he that's the vibe I get yeah. from Mario. Luigi, mm-hmm. on the other hand, is a fucking comrade. 
Mario's yeah. Mario's from Florida is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Mario. That's right. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, okay, so I guess it's about time we move on to three. Yeah, three. Uh, the number was a three. In case you can hear the number, right? You can hear that. Did you hear that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to play the number three times. That was the joke there. Question number three. Yeah. Wait, I don't like this one. Hold on, I don't like this one. Man, let's see. This one's good, but I don't really want to ask this really good one. Um, right now. <laughs> okay. Ah. Yeah. The basically, the, the goal of this episode is to have the we most- We got 18 minutes. 18 The minutes. most substitute teacher sounding episode you could possibly sure. have, right? And I'm, I'm thinking back to this- sure. Open your workbooks to chapter four, and then, uh, and then I would say, but, uh, Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Tim Rogers, we, we did chapter four last week, and then you start sweating profusely. We had this substitute teacher in high school who was- he he was just like a dude, you know, and he he went by his first name, and I just googled him while we were discussing this, and I I realized that if I were to give his first name and the location of the school, he's got like a website and a YouTube channel now. Twenty five years ago, he was uh, oh Lord, I was in high school twenty five years ago. Uh, I was in high school thirty <laughs> years ago, almost. Uh, okay, so like about around twenty eight years ago, this guy was uh, he was like a young substitute teacher, right? I now know his real age, and he's older than I thought he was. And this this guy left a bit of a uh, left a bit of an impression on me. And uh, so I'm not going to say his name now because I know he has a YouTube channel. I don't want anybody listening and finding and pointing him out. However, if anybody went to my high school and they're listening, and people know what high school I went to, they probably know exactly who I'm talking about. Because it turns out he's still a substitute teacher there. Holy lord! Um, this guy had been to Hollywood, and he'd been in like an extra on some sitcoms. Uh, he was the cool substitute teacher, and you were really glad if he was your substitute teacher. One of the things he did that I'll never forget is during a study hall, he was he was the substitute teacher for for the study hall. He sat down and he said, "Just you know, why don't you guys just tell me what you're thinking about?" You know, he's like, "What is, you guys see the news lately?" Right? We went, we went over the news, and then he's like, "What kind of things do you want to study in school that you're not studying?" And he, like, opens up a notebook. This is, like, viral marketer behavior, right? But number one, we knew he wasn't a fellow kid. Number two, I mean, it's it's like he was just very sincerely just taking notes. He just kind of wanted to know what kids wanted to know more about. So my question here is, uh, we do list episodes on this show. What kind of list episodes should we do in the future? I think we should do more specific list episodes. How do you feel about, like, an episode where we do, like, the 20 best... Uh, Pairs of shoes in video games. Something like that. Something with a little bit of homework involved in it. How's that for a substitute teacher question? What kind of list of video game items would you be interested in doing an episode of? The longest question I've ever heard. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, well, it's, it's, it's more of an experience than a question. Because yeah. <laughs> we're already we're, we're, we're starting this episode so late and we don't have very much time. And uh, uh, I think it would be fun to discuss. And then you can even invite... Uh, the community to uh, okay i have a good one um yeah because i have a hard time like i don't look at shoes i don't know i don't care oh, exactly yeah i mean I, uh here here's something we've all looked at template packaging design for for a software library right so like the ds with the the the, the white spine and stuff like that so oh, like, yes. what 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 are the what is the best uh package design template system i like that. very yeah, good okay yeah 
That'd be that'd be a fun ranking episode. Video game depictions of American presidents. Oh, very Ooh. good. Yeah, very good. I was going to ask a stupid question of like which Sonic character would you vote for for president uh, after that, and then I decided instead to ask this, and I'm like, oh, that's that's good that you come up with presidents. There's a lot of presidents yeah. in video games. American presidents yeah. specifically get this like interesting, funny, and and or serious like pastiche. Like I'm thinking of the guy from Metal Wolf Chaos, obviously. Oh, MWC, yeah. yeah. Yes. Default president. Yeah. <laughs> In uh, what other ways have uh, video game developers like portrayed the American president? Like, have they gone like the serious like Barack Obama route or like the absolute batshit clown like Trump like model? Like, how have video? Oh, games- the, the guy from Metal Gear Solid 2, right? He was a president, wasn't he? Solidus. Yeah. Solidus. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. That god darn guy. Solidus Snake. You know, voiced in the Japanese version by Akio Otsuka, same guy who voiced Liquid and uh, Solid Snake. Interestingly enough, as it should be. Yeah, that's one guy voicing all of the snakes. It's beautiful. All right, I love that one, Ash. That's very good. All right, what else do we got? Okay, I got one. Uh, go to Moby Games, hit random twenty times, and then rank them. Oh, very good. That's a good episode. There you go. Yeah, it's a good future theme episode. We can expand this to future theme episodes. What do you think? Sure. But also, I mean, the the idea of a ranking episode. We're getting to a point where we've done so many console library rankings, top twenty consoles, right? Or top 20 games on whichever console. And then we're talking about possibly doing genres, right? We've been talking about doing like a best Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. sports games episode or whatever. Not best sports games. We've been talking about stuff like that. See, again, I I would be like best uh, best arcade racing games. That's a little bit too... That's a little too general. Like something more specific than that. Top 20 best vehicles in a video game. How's that for a list? People would love to hear us uh, rank the top controllers for sure. Oh, yeah. I feel like Top you controllers. would get into like blood on the floor with that kind of ranking. People are very special like about I'm, consoles they are, but not so much because it's not it's like passe to be, you know, violent about your favorite console. But it is a whole different thing to be about like controllers. Like I have a people I have a feeling people will come to blows over something like that. Yeah, it, it might. It yeah, might I, I feel like there would have to be some rules uh, laid out uh, beforehand, like no blows. Best stock controllers by uh best like default stock controllers for consoles because uh i i have come into a recent appreciation of a lot of these third-party controllers or replica controllers Mm -hmm. or i realized i mean i was playing a game on the sony playstation 2 all day today and first of all that controller vibrates a lot it does it does my god i've had that thing vibrate itself off of a table before yeah it's 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 bonkers like, I was playing a game today, and when I put the controller down, my right hand palm was numb. Like, legit numb from having been vibrated so hard while I was gripping for the obnoxious challenge I had set myself up for. I feel like I've been playing a lot of PlayStation 2, but I keep forgetting every every other day. Every time I switch back to a modern console and then go back to the PlayStation 2, it's like, wow, they went all out on that. So that would have to be on the ranking somewhere. What other lists? What are- best character creators? I think would be interesting. Oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like- something like that, but I decided I say that all the time, so I was gonna do something different. <laughs> it was either well, gonna be character creators, uh, fan fiction, or black people. So <laughs> some of the top subjects. Character creator would be interesting because you can go at it from a few different angles. Like, can you create something real realistic, or can you create like exactly what you want to? Like the the those Tekken character creators, where it's just like, okay, here's here's Mario and whatever. 
we could talk a little bit about how those interact with the the player base because i feel like i feel like tekken's character creator almost sort of informs who wants to continue playing that game long term in a way Hmm. in tekken you can make some absolutely horrifyingly stupid looking characters um okay so what about some like more abstract sorts of lists are you ready for this so we already said uh, best presidents in video games. I remember years ago, something about like 10 years ago, uh, when I first recommended we do some weird lists uh, for this show, I was like, for example, top 10 video game characters who uh, you would want to, if you had to have a roommate, like top 10 characters that would make the best roommates, right? And yeah. uh, I believe that was that suggestion was rejected as a little too obtuse. How do we feel about suggestions like that 10 years from now? Yeah, I'm fine with it. Like top twenty video game characters you would vote for, uh, for the the mayor of your city or or whatever. Or you'd have to get a randomizer and stuff. Um, but pitting characters against mm-hmm. each other in terms of like who would you trust to take you to the airport on time, kind of stuff. Yeah, we could we could have a different Which, question. Yeah, it would always you. have to be. Yeah, it would have to be randomly selected characters. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not interested in nominating. No, no, no. Yeah, nominate nominating would be would be too difficult. Uh, that's up to the bureaucrats. Yeah, the fat cats upstairs. Or, or whatever. I don't know what that means. Yeah, that's up to those guys. Oh, uh, some stuff we don't do is like like best. Uh, man, I've got a playlist on my private YouTube. That's my favorite uh, video game uh, overworld adventure theme songs. Uh, I could talk about any one of those for five minutes each. Right. That's a list. Right. Mm-hmm. Top the best best RPG overworld themes. Do an episode like one, that because you you got to play the, the theme or else it doesn't really. It's fair happen. use, baby. It's fair use. Uh, editor editor just pops it in under the uh, and then we all just uh, we cruise on it. We cruise on it, Jerry. Yeah, that'd be all right. This is fun. See, we're having fun here on this I episode. I had an idea about kind of uh, piggybacking off of what um, Tim was saying about who you would want to have as your. Uh, mayor and I I feel like I want to ask like what would be the best video game character to have like as a long term partner like not in a not in a marry fuck kill kind of way but kind of like in a marry fuck kill kind of way just the general (laughs) I mean that's that's basically what all long term relationships are and it's all three of those at the same time isn't it right basically so yeah it's uh the marry the marry thing is always uh like I feel like whoever invented the uh that particular gambit uh, it has like a very specific idea of what marriage means. Yeah, they get a bit of a of a take my wife, please. Uh, it, it like it like means perhaps. it means you get that person's money, or or you can uh, what like that's basically what the, what their idea of that is. I don't know. I think uh, a randomly selected list of twenty characters and uh, which one of these uh, rank them in terms of marriage ability or long term relationship ability. Yeah, very good, good list idea. See, these are good. You're gonna get this is. This is encouraging the community to come up with uh, even better ones than we can come up with on our own, and perhaps even Alex Jaffe to come up with even better ones. This is the kind of conversation I realize it would uh, it would pain Alex Jaffe most to not be able to participate in. <laughs> it's true. Uh, it's a little bit of a shame that uh, we're kind of spontaneously doing this here. Uh, Should we do que- next one more question? Because we got five minutes. We got five minutes. Four. There it is. <laughs> Trust me, it sounds it sounds real good on the recording. Okay, uh, okay. The Discord crushes it a lot. Uh, that was just uh, that was smooth as as smooth as velvet. Is this about golf, this question? Does anybody have a question that's better than this one I'm looking at right here? Does anybody have a better question than the one I'm looking at right now? Nope. 
<laughs> what are your favorite golf games? Because you just said four. Yeah. It's not a better question. Three. Four. Oh, I accidentally pressed three instead of four. <laughs> four. <laughs> there you go. That's the third. Oh, we'll press four a fourth time. Four. So now he said four four times, which is. Uh, but now he said uh, three four times also. Well, yeah, since true. we have like no time and we're 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 we're, we're playing uh, Street Fighter Two dudes uh, voice, um, something fun and infuriating that I discovered when we were making that the collection that we made a digital clip Street Fighter Thirtieth is that um, there is a CD that was released in maybe like ninety four or something like that in Japan, and it's it's a strange concept. Nine it, it four. Is, exactly, exactly. That's <laughs> when it happened. And the the concept is that it's it's a series of sound fights. So it's like oh. you listen to the uh, the stage music, and you have like the sound effects of like I don't know Ryu and and Chun Li fighting each other, and it kind of pans left and right and stuff like that. But what makes it fascinating and infuriating is that it has like the lossless samples that were crunched to heck down in the in the game. Oh wow. So actually hearing the original like sonic boom, it's like it's it's weird. It's really weird hearing that in perfect quality. The but, more uh, you listen to those sound effects and I've listened to them a lot, you, the more you realize that a lot of them are just the same dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this, yeah. Uh, I mean, you, I could tell in the arcade in the 90s. OK, I could tell that it was the same guy doing Sagat and uh, the announcer. Right. I mean, I think mm -hmm. and uh, a doll seam. But uh I kind of believed maybe maybe Ryu uh, and Guile are different guys, and then it's like no, they're the same guy as well as they're the same guy as the announcer. It's uh, quite uh, quite interesting. Oh, he didn't do Chun Li though, I believe. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure. Fun stuff. I have heard those uncompressed samples as well, uh, Frank. In, and it in is, the same disc, or did you find them somewhere else? I have a lot of video game sound effects downloaded over here, and for some reason, I have these samples. I mean, maybe they're not the same ones, but they're very clear. And okay. it's it's off-putting and creepy. Yeah. And I actually put some reverb on these numbers. Six. Wait, there's no reverb on that one. Five. <laughs> Four. Whatever. There's reverb on this. Number. Right? So, I mean, whatever. <laughs> I, maybe the reverb didn't all go through. Oh, man, it's real good. When I host a show for real, it's going to it's gonna be very important. I'm ready. Uh, this episode, this is just the substitute teacher episode. Uh, anything anybody wants to recommend doing uh, or enjoying this week? Brandon, recommend a book. Say somebody asks you to read a book. What do you recommend? What do you got? A, a book. Um, I recommend any of those Earthsea books by Ursula K. Le Guin. Oh, those are good. But I especially, I like the second one quite a bit. That's that's the, the one with the like tombs of a twan or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Well, whichever one that is, I recommend that one. I think that um, her her writing style is interesting because the prose is not like it's not perfect, but the ideas in it are so uh, inspiring to me that I I'd rather read that than someone who's all up in their in their prose. That's what I would recommend in terms of a book. I would also recommend that you uh, watch a movie either starring or directed by Jimmy Wang Yu because he died, and so you may as well check out something of his if you don't know about him he's like one of the seminal hong kong actor directors he he saved jackie chan's career early on and uh he was known for his one-armed movies he, he had two whole arms but he did a whole lot of one-armed swordsman and one-armed boxer movies and my favorite movie of his is uh master of the flying guillotine which he directed a fancy film yeah yeah it's a it's a good weird one i mean it's it's also bad 
but uh, it's good. <laughs> like, it really feels like it was the uh, inspiration for a lot of what happened in Street Fighter 2, uh, speaking of those samples. So give that a look and see what you think at the end. Yeah, I like that film. Uh, Frank, do you want to recommend a book? Everybody recommend a book today. I got to recommend a book? Hey, recommend a book. Don't you read, Jerry? No, I do not. <laughs> recommend a magazine then. <laughs> I don't read those either. I don't read. I don't read anything. Uh, reading sucks. Um, c- come back to me. Let me think about this. Ash. Uh, Ash Parrish, do you have a book to recommend? I have a book to anti-recommend. Oh, okay. That's that. You know what? Good luck. That's my. That's all I have in terms of. That's good enough. Let's let's hear it. So I am very interested in Halo lore, and there's a new Halo TV show out. And I decided, Shoot, there is. Yeah, I decided to uh, catch some of the Halo books that I have not read. And everybody and their mother like loves rants and raves about Ghosts of Onyx, which was written by the same guy who wrote The Fall of Reach, which I absolutely love. <laughs> my mom was talking about that. No, she wasn't. But you said everyone and their mom. That's just oh, yeah. That's my joke. No, but um, Ghosts of Onyx is actually dog shit. So don't read it. Sorry. I didn't like right. it at all. So that's another one off of Frank's. Frank has been uh, that Frank has been offered an absolution. Uh, he does not really need to read that one. Now, as for all the rest, this, uh, this proves that I don't have to read books. Um, I, I, I seem to remember Jaffe and I talking to Brandon, maybe offline about this. So it seems like a good one to do. Um, which is that uh, Jonathan Schwartzwalder, who wrote the most episodes of The Simpsons oh, that's ever, right. has written mm. a ton of really a whole bunch of fun books. Um, so just go start with the Time Machine did it. And uh, and and go from there, or don't. I don't care what you do. Guy's got a he's he's got a real good handle on like first pages. Oh but my then god! As, the right? further yeah. you get, the more you. I I read a full one just for you know just for the experience of it. And uh, I, I mean, I'm not strictly speaking a Simpsons guy. I only did it because I read that uh that that article about him that went up right. that he did right. an interview. Um, and then I was I read the first pages of a couple of his books, and then I just read a full one, and it was um. It's just he maintains the energy of the first page for the duration of the book, and it's uh, it's a it's a little bit uh, awe inspiring and also a little bit wow, you know why would somebody do that? Inspiring. Yeah, it could be exhausting a little bit. Yeah, it's, it is exhausting. I mean, it's just it's nothing but his Simpsons jokes. Yeah, uh, and you will know exactly a Schwarzwalder joke after reading yeah. just one of these. Books. Yeah, I, I most of the Simpsons episodes I've seen and remember are ones that he wrote, and then I kind of checked out of that particular show. Because I thought myself too good for it, you see. Well, you might have been. And I mean, maybe now it's, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what I'm good for or not good for. I also once thought myself too good for The Lord of the Rings, uh, the book. But then I watched the movies in 2001, 2, and 3 and enjoyed them and thought maybe I would read those those books someday. Well, I've been reading them and guess what? I, I like them a lot. So uh, I'm halfway through uh, the, the two towers. So I don't know if I would recommend Lord so of the Rings. There's just one of the tower. Yeah, I got yeah, they I finished one tower, yeah. Um and then there's one more tower left. It's the chapter called One More Tower Left Master Frodo is the name of the chapter I'm on right now. Mm-hmm. It begins with the that's that's all I've got for that one. Um I suppose that's the end of the show. That it's whole like thing it. where we were talking about analog sticks, uh, just move that to the main show. Sure. Why not? Put it in there. Move that to the main show. This will be an extra exercise for Esper this time. <laughs> Esper's an athlete when it comes to this. Yeah. They'll do as much exercise as you want. Dragging and dropping in the Olympics. Yeah. I would like um, to see an Olympics of, like, programming. Or Excel spreadsheet. 
Like, oh, give I'm, a bunch I'm so of people, good at those. Yeah, a bunch of like data-filled Excel spreadsheets, and who can ever create like the cleanest, coolest table at the end of 30 minutes wins. You think you could do that, Ash? Oh, absolutely. I cannot. No, but I will find it fascinating to watch. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say. I, I've been I've been doing Excel spreadsheets since before it auto-filled the uh, the formulas for you. So I have a whole lot of Excel formulas memorized, which is horrible. You know, your logarithmic functions and whatnot. You think you're going to come away with gold with that then? Yeah, if, if it involves like even like first year calculus in the spreadsheet, then I feel like I, I stand a chance. I mean, I don't know what, what all the rules would be. But if it's like if you have to actually put a bunch of data in there and have it organized and have a graph output, I think I'm, I'm pretty, pretty fast at that stuff. If anyone saw me trying to do some spreadsheet stuff in, in this competition, they would uh, they would take me over to the giant catapult and then uh, strap me down and then and then fling me away into the sea. I really wish when you open up a spreadsheet like in Google Sheets, it would just ask you how many cells, how many rows and columns you want instead of giving you a hundred columns and a thousand rows. Just, just ask me how many I want. I'll gladly type in a number, you know, instead of having to delete a million things, which is a very clunky, uh, unintuitive. Yeah, like when you start up a Photoshop file or whatever, they ask you what yeah. the resolution is. Yeah, they ask you what you want, and they even save all your favorites. Your clipboard is right on there. It's quite mm. productive. Not so with the spreadsheets. I had to delete a thousand rows of a spreadsheet earlier today. Should I? Should we do an outro? Uh, I'm I'm Jerry John. Oh yeah, we're uh, supposed to do that. Stevenson. Okay. Yeah, no rules. Yeah, Teacher's no, not here. The substitute yeah. teacher episode, Jerry. Yeah, teacher's gone. I suppose we should still recommend that people subscribe to the podcast on yeah, whatever app it is you know about. <laughs> That's the one. I'm not gonna list a bunch of apps you don't know because I don't know any of them. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, when I wanna drop the needle somewhere in the middle of this podcast i open it up on spotify i know that they, they've got that guy on there they stopped recommending me his podcast every time i open spotify oh wow i guess that's the big change that it was always right there it was always right there every time i open spotify i've got my playlist of japanese psychedelic rock of uh japanese metal of uh you know i got my idol music my city pop my my uh, my instrumentals my j fusion I got all that stuff on there, but that's all takes a backseat to telling me that the latest episode of the Joe Rogan experience came out six days ago or whatever, right? It's always, they always put that up there first, but now it's gone. It's been gone for around the time uh, people got mad at him and around the time Neil Young took his music off Spotify. So it's not really, not not, not exactly a victory because the guy's out there getting what, hundred million dollars to just be a... Uh, no smarter or more articulate than 90% of the guys who watched NASCAR in my college dorm. You can listen to the show on Spotify and subscribe on it there. Every little bit helps. Leave a review, etc. Right? Don't mention yeah. me in the review, though, because I'll come get you. If you have, compl- <laughs> if you have complaints <laughs> about me in your review, that's not the place for them. Put them somewhere else. You put them on, put them on, your, on your, your, your WordPress blog and whatnot. Uh, at any rate, that's the end of our show. Until next time, you win! Uh, I'm Tim Rogers, and uh, I'm Brandon Sheffield. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very and good. Ash Parrish. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's about how it's done here in the podcast factory. Thank you.
This episode of Insert Credit Show was hosted by Tim Rogers with Frank Cifaldi, Brandon Sheffield, and Ash Parrish. Editing by Esper Quinn. <laughs> Original music by Kurt Feldman. Thanks for listening. <laughs>